While You Were Folding, Episode 21, Parenting Dismantles Pride. Hi, I'm Katherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things, marriage, parenting, faith, friendship, culture, what I'm reading and watching, and whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been a wife for 10 years and a mother for eight. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will introduce you to some amazing guests, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's go ahead and start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, at our house, this is the last week of school, so I have summer on my heart. Please bless all of those teachers out there. Please bless all of the children who are ending out the school year. Please allow this summertime to be a an opportunity for rest, for refreshment, for reconnection for families who have children in school. And please allow this to be a time for reconnection among family members and for all of us to enjoy having some unscheduled time just to read for fun, to play some games, to stay up late and catch lightning bugs and do all of the things that we don't normally get to do. We pray that we can grow closer to one another, grow closer to you, and glorify you in all that we do during these summer months. We pray this through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, two big things that I would love to talk about this week. The first one is Philip and I had a chance to go on a last-minute date night this last weekend, and we decided we had not gone to a movie in, in forever. I don't even know the last time we went to a movie. So we decided, because we had read such a wonderful review by Bishop Robert Barron, he recommended the movie A Quiet Place. Now, I must say, this is typically not my kind of movie, and I'm still not sure I am by no means a film critic. I don't know if you would consider this movie a horror movie or a thriller. I'm not sure what the difference is. Maybe you can fill me in. But A Quiet Place, and let's see if I can summarize this well. Bishop Barron did a way better job, and I'll link to his review in the show notes. But the gist is that... John Krasinski, he's the director of the film. John Krasinski, you might know him better from his uh, role. He played Jim on The Office. So he's the lead male actor, and his wife, Emily Blunt, is the lead female. And they're a married couple, and they have three young children. And we don't know why, but there is some sort of a plague of these horrible creatures that have taken over the earth. And the movie is called A Quiet Place because these horrible creatures are taking over and killing human beings anytime that they hear them make noise. Now, these creatures are blind, but they have such a heightened sense of hearing that they are able to find the humans wherever they are when they make any noise above a whisper or drop something or turn something on. And... 
Uh, Bishop Barron said that this was the most unexpected religious film of the year because of all of the beautiful religious themes and moments that you see throughout the film. And I was so pleasantly surprised by this movie. I went in with zero expectations, but I had been told because of the way the movie is set up, because it's a silent world for the most part, and you have to focus so closely on the gestures of the actors and sound plays such an important part in the film that being in a movie theater really makes the viewing experience come to life. So I thought, okay, why not? So Philip and I went and we saw it. And the acting was phenomenal. The writing, I thought, was beautiful. How they were able to build up this world without the ability to have traditional dialogue. And I realized how much I take my sense of hearing for granted. And also how much I lean on the sense of sound for just the day-to-day interactions that I have as a wife and mother and the connection that being able to use all of those senses without being inhibited for fear of being heard, that that would be so incredibly difficult to have a disciplinarian role without the ability to communicate through sound. And watching these young parents trying to protect their family and trying to live their day-to-day lives, it was just unreal to me to watch this whole world be built up within this um, fiction setting. So I don't want to give any spoilers, but I will say I did not expect a horror movie to bring me to just ugly, sobbing tears, but the father character... Okay, I'm getting emotional now thinking about it because it was so beautiful. It was so well done. But the father figure, John Krasinski, as the father of this young family, he, I think, plays a beautiful Jesus figure to his family and um, is very self-giving both in his leadership and his life. But I'll let you see the film. I don't want to give it away. But... um, yeah, if you've seen it, I I would love to hear more. And I wish I could just say spoiler alert and go on, but I don't want to do that. Um, so I recommend it. Maybe if you have a good sound system at home, wait until it comes out on DVD. But if you have a chance to see it while it's still out in the theater, I recommend it. It was really good. It's called A Quiet Place. Okay, second thing, our son Walt celebrated his seventh birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday, Walt. And those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you might remember that our oldest, our daughter, Jane, she turned eight back in February. And she decided, since she has a birthday around Valentine's Day, that she wanted to have a special day out with one of her friends and call it a Galentine afternoon. And Walt decided after watching and hearing Jane go on her fun day that he wanted to have a fun afternoon with one of his buddies So they decided that they were going to have a guy's afternoon last Saturday, and Walt asked if I could be the designated parent to come along. And I just, my favorite part of the whole thing was not only watching Walt and his buddy have a fun day, but to know exactly what he wanted to be on his itinerary going into the day. 
So we started off our fun day at Valentino's Grand Italian Buffet. (laughs) And those of you who aren't local to Lincoln, Valentino's is a very popular pizza restaurant. They also have pastas and breadsticks and a full service buffet with salad. And they also had cotton candy and dessert pizza and you name it. But the boys had a great time at the buffet. And then we went to a pottery painting place and the boys had a ball picking out some items to paint. And we spent a while there painting. And I was expecting the boys to be pretty quiet and not have a whole bunch to say to one another because they're first grade boys. But they did not struggle with the silence at all. They were talking up a storm, telling each other all of their favorite things and getting to know each other better. And then after we were done painting, Walt decided he wanted to end our fun afternoon at Barnes & Noble because Walt, as those of you who have been listening to the podcast for any amount of time know, that books are his favorite thing. The boy got a library kit for his birthday. (laughs) And so we finished our afternoon at Barnes and Noble. And after the boys had each picked out a book to bring home, then we had a little stop at the cafe so that they could get a treat and look at their books together and hang out for a bit. And then we came home. So Walt, you are a boy after my heart. I just love how you enjoyed your one-on-one time with your buddy and that it was full of your favorite things, art and food and reading. And I am just so proud of the young man that you've become. And I love that you are growing such great friendships with your buddies. So happy birthday to Walter. Today, I I have to share what I think is probably my most embarrassing parenting moment of 2018 so far, but it's only May, so we'll see what the rest of the year has in store. I thought today's story would just be hopefully encouraging to all of you other parents out there because nothing else in my life other than parenting has tried to chip away as successfully at my pride as having these children has. So, I think parenting is the ultimate pride destroyer. So let me back up a little bit and set the scene for you. So on Mother's Day weekend, Philip had to work all weekend and he couldn't come to my side of the family's Mother's Day festivities. And so when the next day rolled around, Philip had Monday morning, um, Monday afternoon, the day after Mother's Day off. And so we decided after I had put down the youngest kids to lay down and take a nap while the little ones were napping. And we both set our phones to do not disturb. And we both have our phones set up to allow for our favorites to call, even when the phone is on do not disturb. And I've done this successfully for the past couple of years, ever since we've had kids in school, so that if the school needs to call us, that they can do that, even if we put our phone on do not disturb and take a nap or whatever. So we laid down, we set our alarms on our phones to wake us up, even if the little ones weren't awake by the time the big kids were done with school. And then literally minutes after we laid down for our nap, and this is around two o'clock in the afternoon, 
the kids' school called my phone because Walt had had an accident and he needed to have a wardrobe change. And somehow, the favorites function on my phone didn't work and my phone never rang. So, (laughs) the school called my phone once, but instead of calling back a second time, the school moved on and called Philip's phone. His favorites function on his phone also was not working and the call did not come through, so his phone didn't ring. So, because he did not answer on their first attempt to call him, they moved on to our emergency contacts list. (laughs) So, first on the list is my older sister who lives here in town, and she was unavailable and couldn't come to school to pick up the kids, so she sent me a text message, which I did not get because my phone was on Do Not Disturb. And then they moved right along the emergency contacts list and they called my mother-in-law, who is awesome, by the way, but she was at work and they asked her if she could come and pick up uh, Walt from school because he had had an accident. And at this point, since it was pretty close to dismissal time, they decided that Jane could go to the office and get picked up as well. So my mother-in-law left work. She drove clear across town and went to school to get the kids. And meanwhile, Philip has woken up from his nap at this point and looks over at his phone and he saw that he missed a call and he called the school office back right away. And the school secretary, who we love, (laughs) explained that Walt had had an accident and needed a wardrobe change. But then she said that Philip's mom was in the office and she was there to get the kids since we didn't answer. So Philip's mom is standing right there and she gets on the phone and she said, oh, no problem. I'll bring Jane and Walt home. And Philip decides to let me sleep through all of this excitement because he knew that it had been a long weekend for me over Mother's Day since he was working the whole weekend. (laughs) And Philip thought, oh, poor Walt, he's probably going to be so embarrassed about the whole thing. But the kids did not care at all about the accident. They were just so excited to get to see Mimi and to get to ride in her car and to get to leave school early. And Philip's mom showed up. We call her Mimi. Um, She came to the house with the kids and Philip explained what had happened with our phones. And she just laughed and said it was no big deal. So, Mimi, you rock. Thank you for saving the day. You are our hero. (laughs) And then um, once Mimi left and Philip got the kids their after-school snacks, he woke me up. And the little ones were still sleeping. And at this point, it still wasn't even school dismissal time. So he gently wakes me up and he says, I just wanted to let you know what happened before you see all of the missed phone calls and text messages on your phone. So... (laughs) he fills me in on the story and I'm coming out of the fog of nap time and I'm thinking, what? How did the kids get home? Is Walt embarrassed? Is he sad? And how did I miss these phone calls? And why didn't the darn thing thing work? And it's worked before and I just don't understand why it didn't work. And then they called you and how come it didn't work on your phone? And oh, my sister must think I'm such a moron for the school secretary to be calling her in the middle of the day when she knows that I'm home. And 
Poor Mimi. She must be so annoyed and feel so inconvenienced that she has to leave the office and drive clear across, across town while we're napping. And we look so irresponsible. And why didn't the darn phone work? I did everything I thought I was supposed to, and I still end up looking like a moron. And despite all of these feelings, I'm able to look back and realize that all of these people around us love us and we're doing everything that they could in that moment to help out. And yes, stuff like this is going to happen. It's going to come up and it does not define me as a bad mom. I decided to take a nap and I thought I had done everything in my power to set up the phone so that the school could still call me. And I still haven't figured out why it didn't work. And we've done test phone calls since. And Philip has been able to have his phone call go through, even if I have the phone on Do Not Disturb. But that's not even the point of this. The point is, as parents, we can do everything in our power to think that we're doing things right and we'll still somehow mess up. And that's okay because we're human. And in this day and age, when you are expected to be on at all times, parenting is tough stuff. And it feels like everyone is scrutinizing your every move. And I don't know about you, but I can be my own worst critic. I mean, I think my thought process when Philip woke me up speaks to that because I instantly thought that I was being judged by all of these different people. And I was so mortified and so embarrassed that my sister got roped into things and then my mother-in-law has to get the kids and all of these other things. But ultimately, all of these people love us and they're happy to help when they're called upon. And so I thought... (laughs) This is a good reminder to make sure your emergency contacts have a good sense of humor. And it was so humbling to have my mother-in-law bail us out from our nap time faux pas. But ultimately, this stuff doesn't matter. And no one else cares more than you do in that moment. The other thing I learned is that I will always, any chance the devil gets, He will try to get my pride in the way of letting others let me off the hook, especially if it's a moment like this when I'm napping through something that I'm supposed to be awake for. But I will just feel like I'm doing everything I possibly can to do this parenting thing right. And my pride gets so in the way of allowing others to help me out when I drop the ball. And so... It was me literally sleeping through the opportunity to be on top of things for me to see that God put these other people in our lives to help out. And yeah, I'm going to keep messing things up, but big picture, it doesn't matter. But I I really want to know about your embarrassing parenting moments and especially the ones that have helped to build humility in your life. And I also want to know, how do you stop your attitude of, I've got my life together and your pride from helping you to learn from those moments? I really want to hear those stories. Please send those to me. Also, I need lunch recipes for big groups this summer because I've gotten so used to just feeding the little kids. But now that I'm going to have everyone at home this summer, I want to hear your recipes, especially those that can be made ahead of time the ones that can be made in big batches, and the ones that little hands can help out with. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram, or email me your feedback at podcast at katherineboucher.com. That's it for this episode. Um, Until next time, please 
be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and leave a rating and a review of the show on iTunes. That's going to help it to get in front of as many listeners as possible. And thank you as always for your awesome feedback and your suggestions and input for future guests or topics. I love hearing from you. Please get in touch. Until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.